Chapter 34 Thunderclaps, sheets and sheets of rain. Ilse opened her eyes and wiped her face with a cold, soaked sleeve. Everything was cold and wet, and she couldn't stop shivering. She heard several unearthly shrieks of pain and realized it had to be Crescent. She pushed herself to a sitting position and tried to stand, but quickly decided against it. Horrid pain shot up from her ankle to her waist. Lightning stretched across the sky, and Ilse could see her surroundings more clearly for a split second. She could see Crescent's large, scaly body framed by lush trees dripping with rain. Ilse used her arms to pull herself towards Crescent's direction and avoided splitting her hands open on twigs or thorns. She finally made it over there, and she kindly ran her hand across Crescent's scaly face. He growled, and she could feel his scales rush past her skin as he rolled his head to the side. A large patch of scales felt heavily damaged and ripped off. She felt blood. Crescent roared at the touch and the scales twitched. Ilse guessed it was the joint where his right wing protruded out of his back. Ilse ripped off part of her sleeve and tried to patch up his stray wounds. It felt thick and hot as she tried to contain it with soaked-through fabric. Crescent growled low and deep, but Ilse was grateful that he sat obediently rather than thrash at her. Easy, Ilse soothed. We'll find shelter soon, and you can bite my leg off then. It might make my leg hurt less than it does now, she thought. Her leg felt like something was stabbing it repeatedly. She knew she shouldn't stand or bend her leg, but she felt the responsibility to find them safe shelter. They both rested under a large tree, and Ilse used every uninjured muscle she had left to hoist herself up and fiercely hug the tree trunk. She vainly hoped that at any moment, Berg would find her and the pain would immediately disappear. Ilse heard the thunder booming across the sky again. The forest became darker, and the shapes of trees, branches, and leaves became fuzzy as colors blended together. The rain fell harder and harder as time moved on. Goodness, Ilse said to herself aloud. How did I get used to cold weather and dove? She wearily began to hum, hoping the notes would pull and tug at the cold and pull it away from their bodies and only leave warmth. It helped, but her shaky voice couldn't make them dry. Thunder crashed again, and for a faint moment, Ilse saw an abandoned cabin. At least that's what she thought she saw. It seemed like the safest place to be at the moment, and any space that was void of constant rain was considered blessed. It looked like a ten-minute walk away from her tree. She knew it would take a lot longer with her injured leg. She edged slowly forward, waiting for a flash of light to help her see, and she would inch more. She stepped on a fallen branch, and the snap startled her. It was hard enough as it is to walk with one good leg, but she was now paranoid that she could bust the other. More twigs snapped behind her and she quickly turned and unsheathed a sword with a free hand. A flash of lightning revealed that it was merely Crescent trying to follow her. She let her muscles relax and she put her sword away before she lost her grip on the tree. She slowly and painstakingly went from tree to tree trying to hold herself up with her two badly bruised arms and her overworked left leg. It seemed like an eternity before Ilse felt the door. Long wisps of ivy dangled about it, and Ilse tore them away. She felt around and recognized grooves of thick wood and thought it could be the door. She felt part of the door cave in a bit about half up her height, like it was carved or scooped out. She gripped it and found the handle. She could see a faint light seeping through the cracks of the door. She was surprised when she began to hear muffled voices on the other side. She held onto the vines with one hand and unsheathed her sword again, and then slammed the hilt into the door as hard as she could. Hello? An elderly woman's voice called. Is there someone out there? Hello? A wrinkly old woman supported by a walking stick opened the door and let a bright light shine on Ilse's shivering face. Goodness gracious! 
Let me in now, I beg you, Ilse said through gulps of desperate air. The old woman's eyes suddenly widened and motioned with her free hand for someone to hurry to the door. Hurry, Gilly, I think she's... Ilse opened her eyes and blinked in a soft light, and immediately jackknifed into a sitting position. She immediately regretted that, however, because shots of pain soared up and down her body. Moaning, she tried to prop herself up with her elbows, looking quickly around at her foreign surroundings. Things slowly came into focus. She blinked a few times and moaned, wiping her eyes to help them focus faster. She thought she was in the small cabin, and when she felt she was totally conscious, she discovered she was right. There were stacks of disorganized books, all in various heights with potted plants on top of them. Ivy, leaves, twisted branches, and flowers twisted and grew wherever they pleased along the walls and ceiling. Ilse pulled the blanket strewn across her lap and saw that she was wearing a large white nightgown and smooth wooden boards were strapped to her injured leg. By the heavens, you've awakened, the elderly voice rang. Ilse quickly laid the blanket back over her legs, wanting to leap out of the bed, but even moving her leg an inch was torture. An elderly, bent-over woman hobbled into the cabin. Her light gray hair was pulled back in a bun, yet there were many curly strands poking in every direction. She also had green streaks in her hair, to match her attire, a simple green dress and long, elegant forest green robes. She came in carrying a basket of what looked like herbs and leaves. Ilse tried rearranging herself to look like the perfect patient. The woman tisked and chuckled. Now, dearie, you've bashed that leg of yours quite thoroughly. I would suggest you give it time to mend, she said cheerfully. Whatever it is that you are up to will just have to wait. She smiled and the creases lining her eyes and lips became apparent. As she talked, two small dimples were visible in her rosy and pleasant cheeks. Where is my sword? And Crescent? So that's what you call him. I didn't know what to do when I saw that thing munching in my garden. He's just outside, the aged lady explained with a smile, waving her hand absently, as if Ilse's concern was of little consequence. So do you just live here in this cabin all by yourself, away from everyone else? Ilse asked. The woman chuckled at this. No, dear child. I'm only a walking distance away from the local village. And besides, little Gillian keeps me company. We make quite the team. We are used to interesting strangers like yourself coming in with problems. The elderly woman giggled. I'm sure your herbs and whatnot couldn't make my problems disappear. Ilse murmured. The aged lady laughed again, which sort of agitated Ilse. She just kept giggling. The woman scratched her back while using her other hand to walk with her cane a few paces closer to Ilse. Now I feel that you are bubbling with questions, but I have a few for you, the woman said, sitting at the edge of the bed on the right side, or opposite of her injured leg. What's your name and who are you running from? She asked, cocking her head to the side. How do you know? A girl your age with that lovely sword? And your question of an answer does little to deny it, the woman smiled with her eyes. Not to mention you seem a little far from home. Your accent is quite lovely and fascinating. I, I'm very grateful for your hospitality and shelter, Ilse murmured. My name is Ilse, from Ravenna. Ah, no wonder your accent sounds so fresh, the woman said. It's been ages since I've run into your people. That was back in the day when I could actually walk around without this old thing. You know about my homeland? Have you been there? Ilse suddenly asked. The aged lady shrugged. 
It's been years since I've been on a good adventure, but I've paid your island a visit. Did you hear about the wall? It's like everyone has forgotten us for a decade. Well, except the Ilderums. Sounds like your clan's been down on its luck. The Ilderums are a nasty bunch. They have a penchant for poking their noses where they don't belong. It was the first time the lady made any kind of face besides a cheery one. I haven't heard of any wall, but I haven't been listening for news. I and two others were able to escape this wall that keeps us in, Ilse said. It's been very nice to meet you, but I just don't have time to sit around when I'm getting closer to finding something that will help them. Well, I can't force you to stay in bed, impatient Ilse, giggled the woman at her own alliteration. But your leg bones were broken, and they need lots of time before you can walk on your own. Ilse sat back on the pillow behind her head as she puffed out air from her cheeks. My friends will wonder where I've gone, Ilse said. Remind me to think twice about riding a wild dragon during a storm. Ah, sounds like the start of a good story, the aged lady chuckled again. I'm sorry about your friends, but I'm sure you'll be reunited once more. Can you help me walk? Ilse asked. I just want some fresh air and see if Crescent's doing okay. His wing... Come here, child. Let me help you. He's just outside enjoying some sun, the woman said, helping Ilse to her feet. The aged woman led her out of the cabin, and Ilse hobbled along with her. Gracious, child, your gait is almost as bad as mine. Ilse hesitantly laughed, but tried not to fall over. Then she gazed out and saw the forest in a new light. It wasn't so terrible and cold anymore, and the sun's rays caused the fresh leaves and trees to light up around her. The trees were close together, but there was a clear path that led past the doorway that Ilse felt stupid for not noticing in the dark. To the left of the cottage, there was a small clearing. Half of it was a well-manicured garden, and the other half was grass with a few goats grazing. Crescent lay next to them, as if pondering what they might taste like. Hey, looks like someone's still in one piece. Ilse chuckled, as Crescent grumbled and found his way towards her and rested at her feet. She stroked his neck as though he was an oversized house cat. His wing was bandaged up, but he seemed in higher spirits now that she was there. Sorry about the tumble, Ilse told him. I promise to be a better driver. She heard the mistress cackling to herself from behind again. He has a liking for you, she said. Where did you find him? Oh, he's not mine, Ilse said. I helped a friend train him in exchange for rooming. But it's nice to run into someone who doesn't want me dead on the spot. She realized what she just said and couldn't take it back. She tried to look at just about everything but the old woman. How long have I been here? Ilse asked, trying to avoid her blunder. Oh, about three days, the woman sighed. Three days? You went through a lot of pain. However, thanks to Gilly's strength and my remedies, you should be walking normally and by yourself fairly soon. Thank you so much. I sound impatient, but I'm truly grateful. Where's this girl? Oh, just doing my morning errands for me. I'm not as young as I used to be, the woman answered, smiling as she placed her hands on her round hips, then gazed out into the forest. Here she comes, says I. Then a girl came into the clearing, pulling a small handcart behind her full of vegetables, bread, fabric, and small lumpy sacks. She wore a simple brown skirt and an oatmeal-colored blouse with a black corseted cincher. Ilse thought, based on her look, that she was maybe 12 or 13 years old. Her real first impression of the girl was thinking of how out of place she looked. 
Her skin was a deep brown, and her black hair was hid behind a shawl that covered the crown and back of her head, then hung over her chest. She was fairly exotic-looking compared to the other fair-skinned or tanned folks Ilse came across. What's a girl like her doing in the woods with this old lady? Ilse thought. Milady, the girl said, noticing Ilse standing before her and rushing to curtsy. A pleasure to see that you're on your feet. You must be Gilly. There's no need for formalities, since I'm of no great importance, Ilse said with a small smile. She noticed that Gilly's accent was a bit different, like she was using one that wasn't her own. How did you two meet? Ilse said, gesturing between the two enigmas that bandaged her leg. She took me in a while ago, Gilly said, parking the cart right up against the small cottage. I was lost and she let me stay here. Such a sweet child. I found her alone in the forest, and I gladly took her in. The poor child suffered from a bad wing, and I felt sorry for her. I didn't have it in me to send her away, the lady explained, then motioned for all three women to return into the cabin. Gilly shook her head and rolled her eyes. She smiled at Ilse as she motioned for Ilse to lean on her to go back inside. The old lady took out some herbs and spices from Gilly's bundle, and began chopping and mixing. Gilly led their patient back to the slightly raised bed and made sure she was comfortable. Mistress, you're old, right? Ilse said, then blushed. I mean, you probably know about a lot of old things, like legends and such, right? Don't be ridiculous. Of course I'm old enough to remember. Do you know about the wood witch? Ilse said. Is that you? I haven't even asked for your name. Gilly looked to her mistress as the old woman said, That's a name, yes. I assume they're talking about me. As for my name, it's simply Giselle. Giselle? Ilse blurted. You could have told me you were Giselle. You didn't ask for my name until just now. The lady shrugged. Ilse's shoulders slumped as if she was exhausted and she laughed a bit. Mistress, I'm looking for you, Ilse explained. At least, I'm looking for a woman named Giselle on behalf of Lady Ladala. We need your help to stop the Ilderim before they get out of control. They're the reason I'm running. They ransacked my people's lands while looking for me specifically. Gilly looked down at Giselle, who was a head shorter than her, with concern across her face. Giselle brought a flask over to Ilse and said, It's time for you to rest. Take a few swigs to help dull the pain. After that, we can talk more. She winked as Ilse took the bottle and swallowed the liquid inside before laying heavily in bed like she was molded out of marble.